0: Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from a book entitled The Private Key to Heaven. It was written by Thomas Brooks, who lived from 1608 to 1680. He was the English nonconformist preacher and writer. Well, he's talking today, and has been all this time, about private prayer and people's objections to private prayer. We are not gifted, is this last objection, His answer to this is you have the spirit of supplication and he's made several points about that and here's the 10th point about that and the last one. When Christians give themselves up to private prayer, when Christians are more than ordinarily exercised in secret prayer, in closet duties, then the spirit comes and seals up the covenant and the love of the Father to them. When Daniel had been wrestling and weeping and weeping and wrestling all day long with God in his closet, then the angel tells him that he was a man greatly beloved of God, or a man of great desires, as the original has it. There was a gracious woman who, after much frequenting of sermons and walking in the ways of the Lord, fell into great desertions. But being in secret prayer, God came in with abundance of light and comfort, sealing up to her soul that part of his covenant that says, I will take the stony heart out of their flesh. I will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And thus, I've given you a brief account of the Spirit's special sealing times. Now, Mark, God sets this seal upon all his wares, Upon all his adopted children. For sooner or later there are none of his but are sealed with this seal. God sets his seal of regeneration. He stamps his image of holiness upon all his people to difference and distinguish them from all profane, uh, hypocritical persons, outwardly moral persons in the world. Doubtless, The sanctifying work of the Holy Ghost, imprinting the drafts and lineaments of God's image of righteousness and holiness upon man, as a seal or signet, doth leave an impression and stamp of its likeness upon the things sealed. That's the seal of the Spirit spoken of in Scripture. The foundation of God stands sure, says Paul to Timothy, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But to prevent mistakes, you must remember that though the Spirit of the Lord, first or last, will set his seal upon every real saint, yet the impression of that seal is not alike visible in all. For some bear this impression as babies, others as men grown up to some maturity. All God's adopted children bear this impression truly, but none of them bear it perfectly in this life. Sometimes this seal of regeneration, this seal of holiness, is so plain and obvious that a man may run and read it in himself and others. At other times, it is so obscure and dark that he can hardly discern it, either in himself or others. This seal is so lively stamped on some of God's people that it discovers itself very visibly, eminently, gloriously, but on others it is not alike visible. And thus I have made it evident by these seven particulars that all the children of God have the Spirit of God. Now Mark, the Spirit of God that is in all the saints is a spirit of prayer and supplication. You have received The Spirit of Adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. While the child is in the womb, it cannot cry. But as soon as it is born, it cries. Whilst Paul did lie in the womb of his natural estate, he could not pray. But no sooner was he born of the Spirit, but the next news is, Behold, he prayeth, Acts 9.11. Prayer is nothing but the turning of a man's inside outward before the Lord. The very soul of prayer lies in the pouring out of a man's soul into the bosom of God. Prayer is nothing but the breathing that out before the Lord that was first breathed into us by the Spirit of the Lord. Prayer is nothing but a choice, a free, sweet, and familiar relationship of the soul with God. Certainly, it is a great work of the Spirit to help the saints to pray. Because you are sons... Says Galatians, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. God hath no stillborn children. The gemination or the repetition, Abba, Father, notes fiducial, that's pertaining to trust, filial, pertaining to sonship, and vehement affection. The first is a Hebrew or Syriac word, the second a Greek whereby is signified the union of the Hebrews and the Grecians, or the Jews and Gentiles, in one church. Abba, Father. What is Abba? Well, say others in Hebrew, Father. And it is added, because in Christ, the cornerstone, both peoples are joined, alike becoming sons, whencesoever they come. Circumcision from one place, Whereupon Abba, uncircumcision from another, whereupon Father is named. The concord of the walls is the glory of the cornerstone. The word Abba, say others, signifies Father in the Syriac tongue, which the Apostle here retaineth, because it is a word full of affection, which young children retain almost in all languages when they begin to speak. And he adds the word Father, and not only to expound the same, but also the better to express the eager movings and the earnest and vehement desires and singular affections of believers in their crying unto God, even as Christ himself redoubled the word Father to the same purpose when he was in his greatest distress. This little word Father, saith Luther, uh, lisped. Forth in prayer by a child of God exceeds the eloquence of Demosthenes, Cicero, and all other so famed orators in the world. It is certain that the Spirit of God helps the saints in all their communions with God, in their meditations of God, in their reading and hearing of the Word of God, in the communions one with another, and in all their solemn addresses to God. And as to this, the Apostle gives us a most special instance in Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When we are to pray, there is in us sometimes an infirmity of ignorance, so that we know not what to pray for, either in regard of the matter or the manner. There is in us at other times an infirmity of pride and conceitedness, so that we cannot pray with that humility and lowliness of spirit as we should, spiritual pride having fly-blown our prayers. Sometimes there is in us an infirmity of deadness, dullness, drowsiness, so that we cannot pray with that warmth or heat or life or spirit and fervency as we should or as we would. Other times there is in us infirmity of unbelief and slavish fear so that we cannot pray with that faith and holy boldness as becomes children that draw near to a throne of grace and mercy. But now the Spirit helps these infirmities by way of instruction, prompting and teaching us what to pray for and how we should spell our lesson, by telling us, as it were, within what we should say, and how we should sigh and groan, and by rousing and quickening and stirring of us up to prayer, and by his singular influence, and by his tuning the strings of our affections, he prepares us and fits us for the work of supplication. And therefore, every one that derides the spirit of prayer in the saints saying, These are the men and the women that pray by the Spirit, blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it being a main work of the Spirit to teach the saints to pray and to help them in prayer. Now, all the saints having the Spirit and the Spirit being a spirit of prayer and supplication, there is no reason in the world why a saint should say, I would pray in secret, but I cannot pray. I cannot pour out my soul, nor my complaint, before the Lord in a corner. Well, sixthly and lastly in this section, Thou sayest thou canst not pray. Uh, Thou hast not the gifts and parts which others have, but thou canst manage thy callings, thy worldly business, as well as others. Why then canst thou not pray as well as others? Ah, friends... Did you but love private prayer as well as you love the world and delight in private prayer as much as you delight in the world? And were your hearts as much set upon closet prayer as they are set upon the world? You would never say you could not pray. Yea, you would as quickly pray as well as others. It is not so much from lack of ability to pray in secret that you don't pray in secret as it is from lack of a will, a heart. To pray in secret that you don't pray in secret. Jacob's love to Rachel and Shechem's love to Dinah carried them through the greatest difficulties. Were men's affections but strongly set upon private prayer, they would quickly find abilities to pray. He that sets his affections upon a virgin, though he be not learned nor eloquent, will find words enough to let her know how his heart is taken with her. The application is easy. He in Seneca complained of a thorn in his foot when his lungs were rotten. So many complain of lack of ability to pray in their closets when their hearts are rotten. Sirs, do but get better hearts and then you will never say you cannot pray. It is one of the saddest sights in all the world to see men strongly parted and gifted for all worldly businesses crying out that they can't pray that they have no ability to pour out their souls before the Lord in secret. You have sufficient parts and gifts to tell men of your sins, your needs, your dangers, your difficulties, your mercies, your deliverances, your duties, crosses, losses, enjoyments, friends, foes. Why then are you not ashamed to complain of your lack of abilities and gifts to tell those very things to God in a corner, which you can tell to men, even upon the housetops. Next time we'll go to the fourth objection. God already knows what we need. Is that why you don't pray? God already knows. We'll have some answers to that objection, I'm sure. Thank you for being with us again. Do look around the site and find some other things that I do believe will bless you. If you just look, thank you so much. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. This audio is being released on the 5th of May, 2023. Lord willing, will talk again real soon. Bye-bye.